Hey friend, it's David Nabinski here in Brooklyn, here at the Portfolio Career Podcast. We help you take ownership of your portfolio career and design the life that you want to live. This episode is a summary on the top ideas from a book, an updated book, uh, a new addition to a book called The Startup of You, written by the co-founder of LinkedIn, Reid Hoffman and Ben Kasnotra. And as you may recall, in episode 157, April 2021, I had read the prior version of this book, uh, and this book has been updated to reflect the modern world. And what's really interesting to me is that in the introduction of the book, uh, they talk about the rise of portfolio careers. So what I wanted to do was quickly update and highlight some of the new ideas from this book and also talk about just kind of what's uh, stayed consistent. So uh, a lot of things that are consistent are still the startup of you skill set. Um, which talks a lot about uh, developing your competitive advantage in the marketplace um, and really kind of thinking about yourself uh, and your career as a what a founder would do, uh, what a business owner would do, which is constantly reassessing where you are in the marketplace. And so that focuses around kind of thinking about three puzzle pieces, which is your assets, your aspirations, and the market realities. Um, thinking a lot about why someone would hire you and how compared to anybody else, I mean, everybody else. And this market strategy and marketplace dynamics is kind of essential for you to think about, you know, kind of where you stack, where where you stack and what are some of the benefits that uh, and advantages that are in front of you. Another uh, key piece from both books is the idea that we're in permanent beta and that we're constantly evolving and growing and changing just like the marketplace is, just like the world is. And so uh, your career and your profession, your portfolio career is also very similar. So uh, what I what I, what I I want to talk about is some of the main ideas that were in the book. And as always, this episode with Timestamp Notes is available uh, on my website, PortfolioCareerPodcast.com. There you can subscribe, subscribe to my newsletter called One Email Away, which has the best insights from the podcast and front source job opportunities. And if you're interested, you can also check out uh, a new free podcasting course that I created uh, on how to start and scale a podcast at PortfolioCareerPodcast.com slash course. So what I wanted to do was talk about some of the main ideas here that are in the book and for, for you to think about. So on, on the topic of portfolio careers, um, what I thought was really interesting in page 90, they really laid out kind of three different paths and three different definitions uh, for you to really think about, and portfolio careers being one of them. But um, the the three are a laser career, the main thing career, and a portfolio career. And I'm going to define them like the way that they did here in the book. And so a laser career is when you're manically devoted to one job. You're learning a craft deeply and getting astoundingly good at it. Uh, we call it a laser career because you're devoting laser focus on one thing. And being laser focused in at, at least one stage of your career, they say, can lead to vast and lasting benefits, i.e. more stability, increased value to your network, compounding growth and skills, and the chance of doing something truly singular and unique. The other one, the main thing career is defined as is you have a plan A, but you also maintain a side hustle or two. Uh, your plan A is your main thing, um, but you're, it's not your only source of income or enjoyment. Um, perhaps you're a driver, perhaps you drive Uber on the weekends to supplant your primary income stream as just one example. And uh, they, they, they define a portfolio career as collecting multiple streams of income, stitching together three or more activities 
and iterate it almost continuously between multiple plan A's. Uh, and plan A, as a reminder, um, one of the main ideas around the book is having kind of an A, B, and Z plan. A is, is based upon your current competitive advantage, and plan B would be your next step, your next pivot. Plan Z is the fallback position, your lifeboat if you end up being thrown into rough waters. If you're failing at one of your plans means you're homeless, well, that's unacceptable failure. So it means what is your certain reliable stable plan if all of your career plans go to hell? That's plan Z. The certainty of plan Z is what allows you to take on uncertainty and risk in your plan A's and plan B. Uh, the portfolio career is defined as you're collecting multiple streams of income, stitching together three or more activities, and iterating almost continuously between multiple plan A's. Uh, perhaps it's multiple low-paying gig economy jobs at once. Perhaps it's high-end consulting and speaking and writing and advising. Um, you're running a portfolio career if you're at a point in your career where you're not narrowly specializing on one on a particular skill, or you're not monomaniacally focused on a single single objective, you're not reporting to a singular boss. In these cases, you have the latitude to iterate, experiment, and learn quickly. Quickly, uh, With a portfolio approach, a plan B becomes unnecessary because you're taking it as given as you're already adapting week by week as workflow and opportunities ebb and flow, rather than preparing to adapt when you're compelled to pivot. Uh, in this model of smart and controlled career risk taking, you're simultaneously t making more than one small reversible bet, and you're leveraging diversity as a form of flexibility. A portfolio career is more like jazz than reading sheet music. You improvise a lot as you go. So why did why do I think that they mentioned uh, portfolio careers in this book? So um, a couple points that they mentioned, and that is the relentless decaying of the employer-employee relationship is especially true as companies become more geographically distributed and more employees work remotely. Um, those employees can often feel less personally connected to their colleagues and company culture. Um, another reason why that they highlighted was uh, given the backdrop of in inescapable volatility that will continue to define the future, it's no surprise that one of the most interesting trends of the 21st century career strategy we've seen solidify itself involves the classic hedge against risk diversification. And then another another point where they mentioned that more people than ever are asking themselves questions about career lifestyle fulfillment, in part because the portfolio career, as we've discussed in the introduction of the book, is newly viable. So compared to when the book was written 10 years ago compared to where it's written now, the portfolio career has become more viable, as they mentioned. So that's kind of the backdrop of um, the updates to this book, how portfolio careers are mentioned in this book and why, and, and how you make it think about it uh, like they do in the book. Um, what I also wanted to do was just point out some key you know, ideas that really stood out to me and uh, for you to think about kind of building and growing your portfolio career for your career strategy, for your growth, for your development. So the, ma the main chapters in the book kind of highlight uh, the overall kind of view. Uh, chapter one is around developing a competitive advantage. Think about what people compliment you on. Think about what you get hired for. Think about um, how, how you compare to your friends. Ask people why, how they may think you're the best at something and uh, to kind of think about your competitive advantage. Um, another chapter is around using the ABZ planning to formulate a plan A based on your competitive advantage and then iterate and adapt that plan based upon feedback and lessons learned. Adaptability creates stability. 
and knowing how and when to change gives you long-term security. Another chapter is around building lasting and real relationships and how to utilize these relationships into building a powerful professional network and the benefits of creating content and uh, sharing your ideas online and how, how that can help your career. Another idea is around cultivating curiosity and serendipity to create breakout opportunities for yourself by tapping into networks, being resourceful, and staying in motion. Um, don't settle for a linear step-by-step career progression. Look for explosive growth. Another chapter in the book is around accurately appraising, appraising and taking on intelligent risk as you perf- pursue professional opportunities. When others are frightened by a situation, differentiate yourself with boldness. Another one is around tapping network intelligence from the people you know for the insight that allows you to find better opportunities and make career-defining decisions. Having a network doesn't mean you automatically know how to use one. You need to develop network literacy. So network literacy is around figuring out, gathering information, intel, insights, um, kind of knowing the nuances to the relationships and that are in your life. So that's kind of, again, an overview. Uh, and then some specific quotes that really jumped out to me. One was around, our advice is to go all in on soft assets, learn new skills, make new connections, and work on building your brand. Soft assets, because these soft assets are more difficult to tally than cash in a bank account, and people tend to estimate their value. Soft assets can be similar to like soft skills. You know, we've talked a lot about on the show about the difference between being a specialist and a journalist. And in the context of a portfolio career, they they mentioned that the upsides of specialization are especially relevant if you're running a portfolio career Companies that employ part-time consultants and for-hire workers often seek specialists with very specific skill sets whom they can briefly plug into an overall, to a broader overall project. Um, And again, this is in the context of how they think about a portfolio career, which is around having multiple income streams. And so to the degree that you are more specialized, you'll be able to get hired for one of those skill sets for, to monetize and for, to work on a project, to work on a gig. And they also say that successful people often become more journalists over time because they form the ability to make connections between the different specialized experience and knowledge under their purview. Something to think about. On this topic of skill sets, uh, I thought it was really interesting how they talked about um, the importance of investing in yourself at the low end and high end of your existing skill set and knowledge base. So why the low end? So the low end is really interesting because the learning curve is very sharp and and fast from going from zero to half an idea or half an understanding. Like for me, when I started the podcast, the going from zero episodes to one episode, huge learning curve from episode, you know, 211 to 212, not as much. So uh, you can apply that to uh, in many different areas. And that also is refreshing uh, and really kind of challenges your thinking and challenges your understanding and can really, even if it's not your main, you know, your main job, your profession, your industry, et cetera, it can just be really interesting to like really expose yourself to new ideas like this. Uh, but also knowing that like, it's a, not as big of a, not as big of a overall impact uh, because it still is at the low end. Um, so it's not, doesn't really affect your core understanding, your core profession, your core skill set. So you don't have to put too much weight if you're like, oh, I don't understand cryptocurrencies as much. Like, oh, this is terrible. Like, you don't need to beat yourself up about it. You're like, hey, I'm just learning something new here and see what that opens up for you. 
Conversely, a high end is like doubling down on your like your superpowers, your strengths. And I really like this kind of barbell approach that they mentioned here. Also, in the context of skills, they tie this nicely into a way to think about uh, what to work on, what you may be passionate about, how you may find meaning. And, And the quote is, go find skills that will be high yield for others. Go find skills that will be high yield for others. So meaning that it'll have a big impact to others, that people will get a lot of value from working with you on something. And they say that this will give you a sense of purpose and mastery, and then your passions will likely emerge organically. So instead of following your passion, it's following following the skill set that you can apply that will have a lot of impact for others. Therefore, then over time, you'll develop passion and excitement and meaning and fulfillment because of the impact that you're having on others. Um, on the topic of kind of what to work on, another great quote was trying to find momentum and seeing where there's growing demand, uh, where there's a sector, a skill set is emerging and is growing, and that you can kind of align yourself along that. Likely in the beginning, you're all, it, it is going to feel hard no matter what, but if you can be behind some of these tailwinds that can last you know, 10, 20 years or uh, can are really moving fast, uh, it'll allow you to grow and to learn and to have an impact. Um, so look for some of those momentums, um, natural waves of momentum uh, to, to, to kind of work for you, um, as they say in the book, to achieve breakout personal success. So... And to the degree that you can have a breakout personal success, however you describe it, these kind of nonlinear breakout situations can lead to lasting benefits, uh, people, assets, relationships, um, skills, access, prestige, reputation, all that stuff can, in theory, happen because of breakout success. Similarly, on the topic of what to work on, uh, I really like this one quote that said, locate underserved career niches. If you're lucky, you'll encounter no competition or bad competition. This is a good situation to be in and it'll make it easier to get ahead. So instead of being a podcaster, you know, maybe you could really niche down to say, I produce a podcast um, that's five minutes long for for entrepreneurs that can't find this information elsewhere. Things like that, like really getting granular and unique and specific where by the information or the problem that you're solving or the thing that you're doing like no one else is doing that's can be very very valuable for you so on a related note on kind of thinking about what to work on uh, I thought it was really interesting that they say you know so you want to ideally you want to be having a lot of momentum a lot of movement like the startup of you is really having an impact um, and that it's almost like a wheel. It's almost like a uh, a car that has gears that is, you know, kind of moving together. And so uh, one of the quotes in the book says, if you're a bit stuck on how your gears are turned together and creating movement, you may want to try out a portfolio model, which will then allow you to harvest insights about how your skills translate into different domains. This is really interesting. And I think that one of the benefits of this is, or one one way that you can start to uh, think about this and how I've seen it was kind of exposing yourself to projects, um, sometimes through, um, you know, kind of short-term gigs, like uh, coaching and cohort-based courses. Um, you can kind of see snapshots of how your skills may align. And uh, like for me, like I didn't, 
realize as much as how unique coaching and cohort-based courses are, that type of experience, how that translates to my day-to-day, my full-time, my main job. You know, you kind of only see a snapshot of it um, and you can't really think about like, oh, well, is there a broader, bigger opportunity associated with this? So I I learned that I really liked coaching and cohort-based courses and until until 2020 and 2021, I, I didn't think that it was that it was possible or I wasn't exposed to opportunities where I could do this full time. And then when I learned about uh, my current role um, with the Chief of Staff Network and the BizOps Network, I was like, wow, this is a great fit because I really like this type of work. And I just didn't know that community operations and community development and program design and learning and education type work was available on a full-time basis. Uh, so that was by exposing myself to projects, I A, developed skills, but then also realized like once I could apply those skills uh, on a full-time basis, then I was able to get more momentum um, like I have now, thankfully. As we, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, they described why the portfolio careers are um, happening now. And you know, because of the last two years about volatility and, and unexpected turbulence, the benefits of a portfolio career is also that it taking on this fluidity, evaluating new projects, new income streams, etc. It a does diversify your income stream, but also allows you to be more adaptable to potential shocks to the system in the future because you've gone through it you're not entirely surprised. You're almost to some extent always kind of going through something on a lesser scale. So that's another benefit of a portfolio career. So those are the core ideas from the book, uh, particularly related to this new version 10 years later of the startup of you. And I, I, I definitely recommend this book. And I think this is a great book that gives a snapshot of where we are um, a snapshot of what what a portfolio career looks like and how it may be appealing and interesting to you and ways to kind of think about building and growing your portfolio career. So definitely check out this book. If There's not a lot of portfolio career books that are out there. So check this out. After you're done listening to this episode, feel free to check out, as I mentioned, episode 157 uh, to compare notes from this episode to the prior episode on the prior version of the book. Um, again, that I did in April, 2021 episode 157. So in summary, invest into yourself, invest into your work, invest into your relationships and constantly be evolving. You're in permanent beta, um, just like startups are. And by focusing on some of these ideas in the book, You'll be able to adapt, take risks, grow your network, and transform your career. So as always, this episode with timestamp notes is available on my website at PortfolioCareerPodcast.com. There you can subscribe to my newsletter called One Email Away, which has the best insights from the podcast and front source job opportunities. So excited for you to build and grow your portfolio career. Thank you so much.